What up? Welcome back to the Stella Stella Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, joined as always by Glenn Enos Jr. and Matthew Souser. Hey, what's going on? What's up, guys? Um, I'm just chilling in Cedar Rapids. We got a good one for you today. Yeah, we do. You know what day it is, guys. You guys, you, you guys know what fucking day it is. It's quarterback day. It's my quarterback. That's my, that's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. That should be the title of the episode. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. You heard it here it first. It doesn't have to be that title. Because when I think of that, I think of the bad times oh. of uh, Dallas Cowboys fandom. In reality, it's always bad times. So. I was going to say, as opposed to now, which is good times. Right. Damn. Wasn't wasn't Dak uh, Dak was getting booed this week at training camp, right? Was he? Yeah, I'm pretty By sure because he kept. I kept seeing clips on. I'm not. I'm not trying to troll. I kept right. seeing clips on Twitter of people being like, "Bro, Dak is so good at throwing the ball to the defensive back." <laughs> and one of them, dude, he straight up just hucked a a duck, and the uh, defensive back caught it like it was a fair catch. It was like. So. Uh, you got to get the kinks out early. That's all, that's all pre uh training camp is, you know? Get the rust off. He'll be fine. It's all right. See what Mac Jones does this year. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, let's circle back to this. <laughs> oh, oh hey, a hey, Dak hey, Ma- hey, A Dak Mac bet? I have – I'm not making that bet. What the fuck? I'm not stupid. Dak's way better than Mac Jones. I would much rather have Dak on my team. Are you kidding me? What the fuck? I'm not Jack stupid. Attack. Would you rather have Jared Goff? Oh, man. Sousa's got Jared Goff on his team. Are we talking, I get Jared Goff, like last year, Jared Goff, and the year the Rams went to the Super Bowl, Jared Goff? No, I'm talking Jared Goff, MVP of 2023, Jared Goff. I mean, if the MVP, sure, I'll take him on my team. So my question is, where are the Lions going? If Goff's going to be MVP, where do the Lions end up this year? They're winning, they're winning the, losing in the first season. round. Right, what about the playoffs? Losing in the, the first playoffs? round. Yeah. So division winners. Okay, that's big. Yep. They're not. Mm. The MVP. I think he's just going to show out. I think he's going to be like, He's gonna throw for like almost five thousand yards, and like wow. 38, 38 touchdowns, like six picks. <laughs> Something <laughs> stupid. All right, he better be in your top three. <laughs> he's not. He's not. He's actually not even in the top ten. Oh my god! But that's how good the rest of the league is. Oh, but I just think like him doing what he's doing, plus the success that the Lions are gonna have. Like you're gonna be like, damn, would this team be? as good as it could possibly be if Jared Goff wasn't the quarterback? And the answer is no. Therefore, most valuable player. Ergo, if you will. Right. It's true. Today you call is... Me today is quarterback day. Um, if you follow us on uh, social media, uh, Twitter, Twitch, but actually TikTok is where uh, we'll be posting probably most of our clips and videos. In preparation of this week's episode, I had made my top 10 quarterback list 
the year of 2023 in fantasy. Now, some of you may like it. Some of you may hate it. Quite frankly, I don't give a damn. Mm. That's what I think. That's my, that's my opinion. So today, we're here to debate our opinions. But before we do that, Sousa, there is some news. Ladies and gentlemen, in case you're doing the show, <clears throat> this is the news with Sousa. I don't have the music. Oh, I got to do it again? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fucking. That's pretty good. Thank you. It's pretty good. Um, we have some injury news to talk about because this week, as right, last week too, we're seeing the 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 peppering of injury updates. This guy's slipping off the field. This guy rolled his ankle. This guy's being carted off. A lot of scary stuff out there. Um, and we missed last week with an episode. So there's been two weeks of stuff to really catch up on with Joe Burrow, for example. Mm. A calf strain expected to miss a few weeks. Uh-oh. Uh. But luckily, a few weeks is before September. So he'll probably miss the preseason, just like last year. Uh, but he should be back all things, you know, if everything stays well. So that's good, at least. But you just hate this time of year to see these updates. You know what my favorite part of the news is, Susan? What? When Mason, when Mason gets up and walks away, he doesn't give a fuck. I can hear you. <laughs> he does have his headset on, though. I like, it's like, I was just doing the news. Like clockwork. I'm going to make a sandwich. I'm actually getting a muffin, thank you very much. Uh, a muffin. Uh, all right, I'll continue, though. So, Good. Joe Burrow, injured right now, should be, at this moment, we think, okay by the, the start, by the start of the season. Are you worried, Susan? I'm not right now. With, with the information I have, I'm not worried. So, if you're, if you're watching us on Twitch – Susan's background, there is a is that a is that a degree on the wall? Yes. Are you a doctor? No. All right. So, why the fuck should I consider your opinion about Joe Burrow? And if you're worried, if you don't think, you know, this injury is going to affect him. Well, why did you ask me? I don't know. I wanted to hear. So just being the guy who calls into the uh, – you ever hear those guys that call into the – to like the sports hub or WEI after someone suffers like a severe injury and they go, yeah, listen, back in high school I did the same thing. I tore my ACL and my PCL. I was out of commission for six months, guys. But with the technology they have today, in my professional opinion, I think Mac's going to be out – for maybe three weeks tops. He's a fucking trooper. He's going to come back. He's going to give it his all. That guy would play on one leg. Unlike me, they had to cut mine off. Thanks. Have a good one, guys. <laughs> Six-month timetable for him. Three weeks for Mac Jones. Six Basically months what and happened then got with, his leg uh, cut off. With, what's his name? Um, oh, my God. Uh, the dude from the Ravens. Why can't I remember his name? Remember, like Torres Dobbins? No, 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 no. From uh, the tight end who no, the leg? defensive back. Um, God damn it, dude! What the fuck is his name? The Ed guy Reed. was crazy. No, not not Ed Reed. Uh, linebacker Ray Lewis. Thank you. The guy who's crazy. Yes, 
You said defensive back. I did say defensive back. I meant linebacker. Anyway, he tore his pec, and he was back in like three weeks. Yeah. He's That's an Some people are crazy. crazy. Cody Rhodes wrestled the hell in a cell match with a torn pec. It's true. Yeah, mankind got a bunch of fucking thumbtacks in his back, and he kept going. That's it. See? My wrestling knowledge is limited. It's all, it's but limited to the Mason, it's limited say. to the top 100 OMG moments. Oh my God. WWE <laughs> that we watched like 10 years ago. Uh, um, all right, back to Joe Burrow. Yeah, he's expected to miss a few weeks. So you're not so, worried, Doctor? No, I'm not worried right now, Doctor Souza. All right, let's Got move on. Paging because someone Dr. who Susan. I previously was worried about, Javante Williams, who tore his ACL last year, and uh, Based on when he did it last year, it's very possible he might not start the season. But he hasn't been limited in any capacity so far in camp. So that's perfect. He's not, he wasn't put on the PUP either, like some other guys want to talk about. So Javante Williams could be ready to go, locked and loaded. But we don't know for sure. Are you nervous, Dr. Oh God, I'm moving on. Yes, I'm nervous. Dr. Mason? Yeah, no, I'm not. Dr. Mason. <laughs> Why are you nervous, I'm, Doc? I, I'm nervous because there's a trend. You guys know I like trends. I like analytics. Uh, there is a trend that usually takes guys who tear their ACL like a year to come back. So they play one year, right? And they're like, oh, wow, this guy fucking sucks, dude. This guy stinks. And then he comes back the following year, and he's just as good as he was before. And everyone's like, what the fuck happened? It's like, uh, he, needed, he needed time to recover. So I hope he's good this year. Um, because obviously, you know, all signs before he got injured, he's the new hotness. But uh, are you drafting yeah. him? Am I drafting him? Not uh, me. I think it depends where he's going because, hold on, let me, let's, let's look at our ADP good old ADP stats. You said not you, Susan? I probably, I guess, like Mason said, it does depend who's around him, but I would assume a lot of other guys would be around him that I'd rather take and not take the gamble, not take the risk. So, with the notes, Javante Williams is 27, uh, the 27th running back off the board. Oh, uh, so he's younger than 27. (laughs) Fuck off. Um, Javante Williams is currently going Sounds pretty far down. pick 76. So that's like round four, I think, five or six. I think the fear is baked in right now. And the closer oh, yeah, we get definitely. to draft day, which ours is in September, um, I think there'll be a lot more clarity and his ADP would rise if everything's well, of course. All right. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, we're sticking with the Broncos, we have another injury. Remember Tim Patrick? Yeah, all the hype around him last year, like, oh, he's he's gonna be great. Like towards this ACL year, oh, he's for the season. Yeah, and now finally he's coming back. Oh, he seems to be, you know, don't sleep so on him. Be, you better be giving me an update that he's uh, he's ready to be the. He tore his Achilles. AFC he's done. Oh my god, you're kidding. He's like 27 or 28 years old too, so I don't know if he's gonna play again, but we'll see. But he's that actually, like, all kidding aside, that is. Terrible, like oh, I know. I did think he get he got paid though recently, 
So at least there's that. But um, getting that bread. Yeah. So he's expected to miss the season, which means we're down to Judy and Sutton. At least with the, for the top guys. And then, of course, Dulcich, our good friend. Dulcich and Kabanovich. Dulcich Dulcich and Mimosas. I'm, I feel bad for Tim Patrick. I honestly do. I don't feel bad for a lot of people. But I feel bad for Tim Patrick. Sometimes it's just not fair when the injury bug creeps up on you. And back-to-back serious major injuries like this. You're right, Susan. It could put his uh, career at risk. You know, I know. As far as the Broncos go, what? What were you saying? What, Doc? No, I thought you were done. I am done. Okay. So I want to I hear what you say now. <laughs> oh, I, was, I was just going to make a joke. I was going to say you can't trust a guy with two first names. So think- apparently, apparently back-to-back <laughs> season-ending injuries – is a joke to you? I think KJ Ham was hurt too. No, as usual. No. I wish the best for Tim Patrick. Obviously, I was just. Why are you coming at my neck? Susan says r- fucking absolutely heinous shit on this podcast all the time. I'm pretty good today. So We're five far. minutes in. <laughs> yeah, so far. That's a time. low bar, Susan. That's a low time. bar. I got time. All right, let's go. Um. All right, we got to go to the Colts quick. Why? Jonathan Taylor is a mystery right now. The running back room is a mystery for the Colts. Jonathan Taylor, one of the running backs that's looking for money, you know. So I don't know how far back in the timeline I'm going. But Did you guys basically, see what Craig said in the chat? Oh, KJ Hamler got released. Heart problem. Cold world. That's fucked up. So... That's- it's just business, you know? Just business? They're like, oh, what? You, have a, you have a severe arrhythmia of your heart? Oh, that sucks. Go worry about it on the street. Yeah. Go worry about you want it them to instead get your ass back out on the football field and see if you end up like tomorrow, Hamlin. I don't care. No. Okay, you then. You go to organization and you take care of the player you drafted and you pay him still. Uh, then no. you got people faking heart problems just to get paid. That's true. Are That's you true, dumb? <laughs> no, you, you, what you do is you say, I don't think this game's for you, my friend. I got to let you go. And who knows? Maybe KJ Hamler they're wanted like, that They're too. just like, KJ, listen, we know you're faking him, bro. Get the fuck out of here. Say, I don't <laughs> know. You just want to get paid. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if the NFL is right for you. So and they just slide him a copy of the newest Madden. Say, try this. <laughs> try this on for size. KJ. All right. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor looking for a contract. Um, the team a few days ago, not planning to extend him. Then Jonathan Taylor requested a trade after meeting with the owner, Jim Ursay. Then they said, a text from Jim Ursay said, we're not trading Jonathan. End of discussion. Damn. Not now and not in October. Damn. For why October? I don't know. That's when the deadline is? Because that's when Madden Ultimate Team stops being fun. Gotcha. Then. <laughs> Got him. So Jonathan Taylor, we're not sure what's going on with him. Zach Moss, who's also there, broke his arm 
at Wait. practice the other day, expecting to miss what? six weeks. The other guy was there. Um, actually, Deion no, Jackson? I was like, Deion Jackson. Yeah, he's there. I was, I, th- I was thinking Naeem Hines. I think he's on the Bills. He's on the Bills now. On the Bills. Yeah, Naeem also... Hines destroyed his shit. He's out yeah. for the season. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, the running back room is is cloudy. So Deion Jackson, I think they have maybe a rookie there too. I should know this. Fantasy football podcast. Yeah. Did we did we talk about last week? It this is related to the Jonathan Taylor thing, the issue with the running back pay thing. Yeah, we had a whole segment on it. It's actually two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Two weeks ago. No, they they have Jake Funk and Evan Hull. Hmm. I don't know about And Deion Jackson. We've seen Deion Jackson last year. I I started him once, got me 20 points. Wait a minute, wait a minute. 12 receptions. Did you say Jake Funk? Yeah. Like F-U-N-K? F-U-N-K. Is we name. want the funk. So, hey, that, that's a star name. Sometimes you got to play the guy who sounds gotta like have a star. that funk. Ow. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, mantra Jonathan Taylor, especially if you're drafting somewhat soon because that is a tough situation. Yeah, I heard uh, – I don't know if it was Ursa who said that he had a back injury, that Taylor had a back injury, and they were, like, taking precautions with him. And then Jonathan I didn't Taylor see came out. That, but I saw Jonathan Taylor tweet about it. Yeah, he like came out and tweeted. He was like, "There's been no back injury. I know what your sources are. Yeah, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth." I didn't see that part of it, but oh. you're right. So it sounds like there's a lot of trouble going on there. Troubles are brewing, which is interesting. But I personally don't really like the Colts. I don't think I was going to draft them anyway. So, so all these guys you're not going to draft. Huh? Who are you going to draft? Not Alvin Kamara either. Alvin Kamara recently suggested that he will be meeting with Commissioner Roger Goodell early this week. Kamara is awaiting the NFL's decision regarding discipline following his February 2022 incident in Las Vegas. Ah, that's just a meeting. He's going to say, yo, Goodell, what's up, my G? And then uh, I'll be that. He's probably going to try to hook him up with some hose to see if he can get his sentence reduced. What? <laughs> All right. Did I, is, is that it? That I fail at six minutes? You got to have like to... a counter, like uh, minutes <clears throat> or days Ding. since Sousa said. Erase on the whiteboard. Yeah, zero. exactly. Exactly. Speaking of that, I want to get a whiteboard and put it somewhere here for things that nobody's oh, talking whiteboard. about. Yeah, nobody's talking about. Nobody's so, definitely definitely no one's talking about how uh Josh Allen and Phil Rivers the same. Oh my god. He... And nobody's <laughs> talking again. about Alan Kamara gonna... getting Roger Goodell some hoes. I'm gonna bring it up every single week of this podcast. I don't care how Josh Allen could have an MVP season and win the Super Bowl. I'm sticking with that take just because it will be funny to see how stupid it is. Come week thirteen, probably come week four, or something. You know, mm. I'm gonna tell you, it was probably the same amount of stupid as when you first said it. <laughs> it, could, it can, can only thing. get worse. Uh, what I'm saying. I guess it could Phillip get better Rose, unless Philip Rose comes back. We have some more injuries to talk about. All right, go ahead. The Seahawks. Ken Walker has a groin injury and may remain out a while. Zach Charbonnet, rookie running back, 
people are excited about him, has a shoulder injury and is out indefinitely. Ah, jeez. What the fuck? So, Wait, Zach so Charbonnet? Is... Yeah. Uh, uh, you want to hear my theory about Ken Walker's groin injury? What's up? I think he injured his groin because of that slinging dick that he did last year as a rookie running back. And I think it's finally catching up to him. Because Ken Walker was great Possible. last year. Was he not, Susan? He's pretty good. He had a lot of dick. A lot of dick in him. Enough dick to question why they draft a rookie running back who's highly touted. And I know it's what Mace is doing. I know what Mace is doing right now. He's uh, sending us that picture of Zach oh my Charbonnet on. Uh... Come on, it's dude. I completely forgot. And on Fantasy Pros, they have like a player news section on the right hand side. And I was just scroll scrolling down, looking at it, and then I see his fucking face. Just. <laughs> That's not it in Sleeper. They updated their pictures recently, and that is not his picture. Did they give him a – does he have a smile? Does he have a yeah, straight face? Yeah, he looks face? normal. Nah, Poor bastard, like bro. That. He looks bros. like he was caught off guard getting a coffee somewhere. He's like, huh? Um, um, Garrett Wilson tweaked his ankle. We may have talked about that. I don't remember. Lower ankle sprain for Garrett Wilson. I think that's about it. I, I'm, so I'm not, I'm not worried about Walker or Garrett Wilson. Um, it's just the thing to kind of keep an eye on. Any injury like that can easily get re-aggravated too. Oh, the um, groin's tough. Groin is tough because that's the you know you, you need you it to run. And you, and you need it to you know. I know, and you're not gonna stop that, am I right? No, no, you're not, you're not gonna do that. So, um, yeah, but Kenny should be all right with Charbonnet being out indefinitely with a soldier shoulder injury. Um, that kind of helps the stock of Ken Walker a little bit because people are questioning once they draft the Charbonnet if, uh, you know, it would be like a little bit of a timeshare there in Seattle after even after Ken Walker's great rookie year. Now that he's out. I'm worried. I'm more worried about Walker than Charbonnet. What do you mean? If I had to place a bet, I'd think Charbonnet would be ready to go 100% before Walker's 100%, in which case – it's good it's for he, Charbonnet, and therefore, they say he's out indefinitely. Yeah, but like, so I still not, think he. I still we think don't know he's coming back. back. Quick. I know. We also don't know when Walker's coming back. I think it's a few weeks. It just said it's going to be some time. I think that was the quote. Yeah, but I think some time is more. Oh, positive. I'm sorry. No, remain out a while. A while versus indefinitely. Mason, what you got there? <laughs> I mean, uh, it definitely is like Zach Charbonnet. Zach Charbonnet is currently going at pick 111. He's RB40. So, I mean, if you took him late, you just throw him on your bench. You know what I mean? But You don't know when he's coming back. I mean, with a shoulder injury, I'd be more inclined to think that he potentially would come back pretty quickly from That's that. That's what I'm saying. But um, it depends what it is. But is it like I I understand? It's not definite <laughs> to when he's coming back. I understand that. 
But like, do they do they know? Have they said what kind of shoulder region it is? Like, is it in an a spree, uh, AC joint sprain? Like, no, they just say shoulder injury. So yeah, that's that's kind of my point. I mean, like, it depends what it is. Like, I mean, Arnwood Souza personally, I would find uh, as uh, like you know running back. I think a groin injury would be much more severe. Uh, and potentially like derailing for a season, especially soft because it's soft tissue. You could have that coming back being a nagging thing for the whole season. Is it soft tissue? Oh no. I'm not answering that question. I mean <laughs> you guys I mean... have any other news? Because I think that does it. Some minor the- stuff like Deontay like, Johnson was walking off the practice field and then was nah, he's, always, he's always walking off fields. Dude, I heard that on the radio the other day and I literally went, Oh, okay. He was in the he was in the passenger seat as he was car law, but he was riding shotgun. Hmm. So that's that's a good sign. You don't want to be in the back but of the like, car. Dude, then, like, you're I, hurt. I don't mean in the sense that like I don't care that he got hurt, right? Obviously well, like you don't care. No. <laughs> No, I do care. I don't care in the sense that my man gets hurt every single play, every single NFL snap he takes, he is injured on. He was born with glass bones and paper skin, but somehow he keeps getting back in to play. So. Now you know who's born with glass bones and paper skin? Kadarius Tony. Oh, yeah, true. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, well, luckily the new segment isn't over, so you can't hold that against me. Well, it's just about to be over, so. He um on? he he underwent surgery last week to clean up cartilage in his knee. Great. Andy Reid said there's a chance he'll be ready for the season opener. Um, but there anything more recent than that? I don't see anything. Why do Am I, I feel like we're missing a another big injury that someone had? Saquon Barkley oh. took a one year deal. Yeah, Saquon is good now. He's right. He's good for one year. For one year. That's all we care about. Okay. Um, well, if I miss oh, something, that's just very on brand. We'll I do remember this. This is uh, if you're in a – what is it? ID, IDP, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. If you're in an IDP league, Jalen Ramsey tore his meniscus. Ooh. Hmm. I know he's kind of a big name. So that was who I was thinking of. Okay. I got you. Got you. I knew someone tore their meniscus, but I couldn't remember who it was. Sucks for the Dolphins. Um, it does suck. Well, what are you, you going to do? All right, Susan, that was good news. That was really good. Very helpful. Yeah. Very informative. Good job. Justin Thank Herbert you. agreed to a five-year extension. We're done, Susan. We're done. <laughs> no. Doesn't matter what else there is. Yeah, there we go. Anything Maybe Justin that? Herbert is the next Phil Rivers. Um, we'll, we'll talk about Herbert. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll Herbert. talk about it. Let me get into the about Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Quarterbacks. Now, guys. This is big. How do you feel about quarterbacks in fantasy? Like, do you feel like... Uh, I'll tell you. Okay, go ahead. Tell me. Because I used to have a philosophy back in the day. Yep, when you were winning all championships. Yeah, I think that, I think we're gonna have the same opinion here that they're interchangeable, right? Mm. You know, there's always every year there's like, which is crazy, but there's like 40 quarterbacks to have a top 12 performance at least once, and there's mm. only 32 teams. That just goes to show 
just how many quarterbacks there are out there that you could possibly start. Play matchups, no matter how bad they are, you can find a good one. And then you can just stack up on the important positions like running back, wide receiver, draft a quarterback late. The last couple of years, I paid up a little bit, like fourth, fifth rounder on Tom Brady two years ago, Joe Burrow last year. And I got to say, it was awesome to just have a plug and play guy that you can rely on week in, week out and not play that game. Cause I've played the game. Like I said, with like big Ben and Matt Stafford or Jared Goff, Kirk cousins, and it sucks. Mm. Um, now I wouldn't go as far as to maybe like draft Mahomes in round two or something, but like the four, five, six quarterbacks who might go like the fourth or fifth round. I think I'd be willing to pull a trigger there just to secure that position, you know? So I'm paying up a little more than I used to for quarterbacks. Yeah, no, I, I'm actually in the exact same boat as Souza because I think one of the biggest reasons why, I mean, and I can't, you know, I think the big, one of the biggest reasons why I kept winning the toilet uh, is because I did not put an emphasis on premium quarterback play. Look at the teams that I have been the most successful with. I've had good quarterbacks. Okay. Peyton Manning. I had, I had Peyton Manning the year that ago. he was freakishly good. And I, I actually don't – I think I had I had Drew Brees, I think, one year, the other year that I made the playoffs and I came in third. So And that was back when he was good. Uh, so And since then, I have not had a good QB. Like I have not had a good QB every single fucking year. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, it was Kirk. I've had Kirk like two of the Kirk, last three years. Kirk was number six last yeah, year. Yeah, but the problem is that Kirk. When you well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something <laughs> right now because I've go. lived this for two years, Glenn. Number six. Every number six. single time you need. I don't care what it is. If you can finish QB fucking four when you need him. To have a good game for you, he shits the fucking bed. I am not kidding you. Every single time I was like, if Kirk can give me 20 points this week, I'll be good. He'd give me fucking 13. It's like, dude. (laughs) And the thing is, too, is that I kind of think quarterback, there's starting to be kind of a distinction between like one. Obviously, we'll talk about it. I think there's like one tier and then like tier two legitimately now is like it used to be like tier one was like that was kind of it for quarterback where like if you had one of those guys you were like okay i have a distinct advantage over other teams and then after that you it was less arguable that if you took a quarterback early that you would it would be worth to have a hole somewhere else you know what i'm saying but now i think the way that the league has evolved with rushing quarterbacks I think that there are basically now two tiers of quarterbacks that you can you can take. I'm with Souza. I don't really like taking – I wouldn't take Mahomes at like pick number 12 where he's going in a lot of places. I wouldn't take him that high. But I think those guys in like the three to seven or eight range, like you can make a legitimate argument for all of those guys to have very good seasons. Um, but then yeah, after right. that – I think there's there's kind of a dip. I'm gonna tell you my quarterback theory uh, for 2023. Okay, in years past, Souza Mason, I agree with you. 
Quarterback was a position I could wait on and hope I hit someone who just strikes gold. Like wait till like the seventh or eighth round because there's usually that one guy who breaks out. You know, um, Geno Smith. Geno Smith. I mean, last year was Geno Smith, Justin Fields. Uh, a couple of years ago, like like Mahomes' first year as a starter, I got him late. The year after mm-hmm. was Lamar Jackson, who you could get late, and he was the MVP that year. That's yeah. that's ideal. It's risky, but as far as quarterbacks, you kind of notice like, okay, you got your top tier guys, but then like quarterbacks like six through like fourteen, their average points per week are only differentiated by like two or three points, and it's not that big of a deal overall. What I'm learning now, and it's kind of what just Craig said in chat, and he says every year there are less and less good running backs. So QBs who run are premium talent, which is true. But I think the main point that you want for your quarterback in fantasy football is consistency. Whereas every other position, you see consistency, volume, blah, 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 but it's harder to predict with running backs, wide receivers, tight ends especially. Quarterback you need consistency. You need to say like, okay, my quarterback's going and he can get me 15 points plus. If I if my quarterback gets me at least 15, I'm satisfied. I think anything less than 15, I'm like, oh, it's not that good. But the problem is now, I shouldn't say the problem, I guess it's a good thing to have. The problem is that the best quarterbacks in the league right now are consistently getting those points, but they're also having stupid blow-up games here and there, like your Mahomes's, your Allen's, uh, your Lamar Jackson's when he's healthy. You know, Jalen Hurts last year, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Him alone, 10 Fields. rushing touchdowns. Fields, too. Fields like, had two 40-point like, games in a row. That's what I'm saying. But, but like, but like other than that, like, Fields throughout the whole year, he wasn't too consistent until after, like, he kind of blew up. Yeah, he started running a lot more. Right. So, so that's the thing. And when you have a quarterback with that rushing floor, which is nice – you know that you're guaranteed at least some points there, plus whatever they get with their arm. And you want to look at teams in their situation too at quarterback. And when we go over these rankings, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you why I have these guys in certain places and, you know, why I choose certain guys that we look. Because honestly, like I said, that premium tier of top tier quarterback, the first three guys could finish at number one. That's in my opinion, just of how talented they are and what they do for their teams. Um, but it's a toss-up, and I'm going to argue why. But I think going into this year, um, I would try to seek a top-tier guy just so you know exactly what you're getting when every other position is so random. Like, even running backs last year, you pick the good running backs, and they'll let you down in the first or second round, like somebody like Jonathan Taylor last year. You know, and like nothing's guaranteed. I feel like the most – the easiest position to like predict is kind of quarterback. Like if, as long as they're playing and they're healthy, you can kind of predict that the good players, or I should say the great players are going to get you those points that you need week in and week out with absolute blow up games that can honestly win you some weeks. And then if you combine that with a good wide receiver stack, like last year, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, like, I mean, come on, or like I'm a Holmes and a Kelsey. Like that's just like, you're already guaranteeing your team at least like 45 plus points just from those guys alone. So it helps. But, I mean, there is a chance you can wait and try to get that guy who blows up. But I think for this year, it is good to prioritize drafting a quarterback fairly early. Don't wait. Hmm. I like it. So, 
So, that being said, you ready to debate some quarterbacks? Hell yeah, brother. I'm ready to give my rankings. All right. Well, it doesn't have to be a debate. It could be an agreement. It could be an agreement or a debate. Let me ask you this, though. In the NFL, in today's NFL, in today's NFL, on August 1st, 2023, who is the best quarterback in the league? Justin, no, Pat Mahomes. Mason. I admit he's the best quarterback. <clears throat> wait, wait, wait. Are we doing, are we saying like fantasy? I'm, ask, I'm asking you a question. Who is the best quarterback in the league on August 1st, 2023, today? Are we factoring in fantasy? I would have said that if I was asking that question. Okay. Who's the best quarterback it's, in the league? It's Mahomes. It's Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes. Now I'm going to ask you, now I'm going to ask you, who was the best quarterback in the league in fantasy last season? Uh, Hurts. By, by points, Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Rank, rank number one. How much farther you finished ahead of Hertz? Hertz was uh, three. Really? Behind oh, Allen. Fuck. Josh. Joshy, dude. Damn. Yeah. No, I know. I didn't think that Allen had the advantage due to the rushing from Hertz. That's Hertz missed two games. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Makes sense. Yep. And, and these are all points that I'm going to bring up. But the reason I'm, I'm asking you guys these questions is because in 2023, is Patrick Mahomes going to be the number one quarterback again in fantasy? No. I'm also going to say no. I can tell you why if you want me to get into it. Are we going to start top down? Because I prefer that. Yeah, stop top down. I got Josh Allen. Me too. Okay. I'll tell you why. Why? Because two years prior, he was number one. Number one in 2021, number one in 2022. Hmm. And the important thing that we can't forget Josh Allen finished second behind Pat Mahomes by 15 points. And they scrapped one of his games, didn't they? Mm. So if he had played the Bengals game, without a doubt, he would have finished number one for the third straight year because he really is that good. Averaging over seven rushing touchdowns a year. Um, he had over he had 4,300 passing yards last year, 35 touchdowns, and over 700 rushing yards the past two years. I think... Now, Mahomes beats him in the passing. Mahomes had over 5,000 yards, basically 900 more passing yards than Josh Allen and more touchdowns. But Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen doubles Mahomes' rushing, rushing stats. And that's just, as we know, rushing as a quarterback, Mason left again, is a premium, you know. And Josh Allen, I think, has the perfect balance between passing and rushing where he's still, he's a great passer. Like I said, over 4,000 yards, uh, over 30 touchdowns, but he also has a great rushing floor. Um, So I think he's just, that's going to continue. Like I said, he should have, he would have finished number one last year. And I think that's going to continue. But he didn't, Susan. And I'm going to tell you that I have Patrick Holmes as the number one fantasy quarterback this year. And I'm going to, I'm going to twist my reason a little bit. I have Patrick Mahomes as number one. You mentioned Josh Allen. Josh Allen is the safest quarterback pick in fantasy football, if if that makes sense. I have Mahomes as number one just because I think he's going to have a better year because he has to have a better year. For the Kansas City Chiefs to be a successful team, Patrick Mahomes has to continue to ball out each and every single week. 
Because quite honestly, I don't think they have the defense. I, like on paper, the Bills have a better team than the Chiefs. They did last year. They might as well this year too. But for the Chiefs to be as good as they are, Patrick Mahomes has to do things that Patrick Mahomes does turned up to volume 10. And I think he'll continue to do that this year. Um, with Josh Allen, I say he's the safest fantasy quarterback in the league because you said it before with his rushing floor, he gets points that way. He throws the ball and he's literally every option on offense. There's not a running back in that Bill's offense that I'm worried about um, stealing, you know, some touchdowns away from Josh Allen. I mean, James Cook is there. Um, Damian Harris is there now. But as far as how Kansas City runs their offense with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, um, at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes has to do more than Josh Allen does, and I think that's going to be the difference as far as their rankings. I have Josh Allen at number three. Patrick Mahomes being number one, Josh Allen being number three. Ooh. And I'm going to tell you. Do, I so at least have Pat Mahomes right after Allen. You know, yeah, it's still way up there for me. I'm surprised about this. Okay, because um, the number two guy that I'm having, and I think that we should talk about, is um, we mentioned him earlier. It's Jalen Hurts. He missed two games last year, and I firmly believe if he plays those two games, he would finish as the number one quarterback last season. Last year, guys, I don't know if you know this, but he finished with 10 rushing touchdowns. I got 13. You have 13 my, rushing touchdowns? From what I'm seeing, I, I wrote down all the stats today just to have them ready. Let me double check this. Unless that counts up. like postseason. I don't think it would, though. No, it wouldn't. Let me I'm, double I'm check using this. sleeper. No, Susan's right. He had 13. 13. That's insane. I'm sorry. He had 13 rushing touchdowns. There are running back ones who don't get 13 rushing touchdowns. <laughs> Except Jamal Williams. Like Garrett but, Blunt. So I stand corrected about Jalen Hurts. And the thing is, you want to talk about a rushing floor, just the touchdown alone. I know touchdowns are hard to predict, especially rushing touchdowns. But how Jalen Hurts is using that offense and how successful the Eagles were last year, they're not straying away from that by any means. And Jalen Hurts is a player that continues to get better in every year that he plays. What's going to increase this year is his passing numbers. Another year with A.J. Brown, another year with Devonta Smith, another year with Dallas Goddard. He's got DeAndre Swift on his team now, who's going to be a pass catching back out of the backfield. He adds Rashad Penny. That offense is loaded. The offensive line is stacked. Jalen Hurts has something to prove this year after losing in the Super Bowl to the Kansas City Chiefs. Jalen, like I said, and, and I, was, I was hesitant to not put Hurts before Mahomes just because how dominant he is with his running. And that could be the difference maker. But you look at his passing numbers, I think Mahomes has to do more with his, with his arm. But literally, how many times throughout the course of the season last year we were saying, oh, Jalen Hurts is in the end zone again. Ah, QB sneak on fourth and two. Ah, QB times. sneak on third and one. 13 times, exactly. <laughs> it's almost every week, almost. Almost. Especially when he two, missed two games. And he missed two games, that's the thing. I got Jalen Hurts at number two after Mahomes. Like I said, as far as a rushing floor um, and how good the talent is around him, as long as he stays healthy, there's no reason he can't be the number one quarterback, but he's definitely going to finish top three this year. I got him at two. 
I want to pass this over to Mason, but real quick, just to add to your point, he finished um, 20, I'm sorry, 44, right? Yeah, 44 points behind number one. And he missed two games. You think Kurt's going to get 44 points in two games? I think so. So you're oh, right. Definitely. He actually was very close to, to being number one. Um, and you're right. It's very possible he could he could do that this year. So what do you guys have, Hurts? I have him three. I have Allen, Mahomes, and Hurts. Okay. Yeah. Um, if I could just interject here, I just want to say, referring to Allen, he's my number one. Um, okay. And personally for me, I think this is this is kind of the year where Josh Allen, as far as like Super Bowl aspirations and stuff like that goes, this is like he he needs to prove it, man. This year for me, because uh, I feel like the Bills have gotten there so close every year, and then they just choke it away. Um, in the sense of fantasy football, though, I think the Bills' offense is going to be very potent. Um, Josh Allen obviously is a very talented rusher. And I'll be honest, I think more so my reason for putting Allen number one is because I have questions about the Chiefs offense. And that's not to say that um that like I have questions about Mahomes himself. I'm saying the things around Mahomes. Obviously, he has the best tight end in the league in Travis Kelsey. That's not even close. Um, but who else does he have? Right, we're at the point where I mean, say what you want about Juju last year, but he was a pretty good option for them uh, before he got injured. Kadarius Tony, glass bones, paper skin—we already discussed that. Um, they have Sky Moore, who seems very talented. Um, I actually she Rice, they drafted kind of like him this year, but but that's what I'm saying is MVS. Yeah, and they have MVS, but I mean like. No, I know I what know. you mean. Like, who I don't, are these I don't, guys? I don't love that wide receiver group. It reminds me actually a lot of what they used to do with to break Glenn. I can see you signing. What? <laughs> see, I know. I, I need, I, I need to interrupt you for a second because I'm having deja vu. Just I feel like rocks. every everything that you're saying right now is what we were saying last year when he lost Tyreek Hill. Can he do it? Last year should prove to you that he can do it with anybody. And it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter who he has to throw to. He's got Rasheed Rice, the rookie, Sky Moore another year, Tony if he's on the field. But it doesn't matter. He could be throwing to fucking Pop Warner kids. He's going to find a way to get him the ball. Look, man, that's what I, he does. I don't doubt that you're wrong. But the thing about that, though, is like comparatively speaking, in our scoring, Josh Allen's going to finish with more fantasy points based on the fact that he rushes the ball more than Mahomes does. So, like, I'm not saying that Mahomes is, like, this is not a dig at Mahomes. It's basically, like, Allen and Mahomes are, like, 1A, 1B for me. Like, I don't think there's that much of a difference. I mean, obviously, the difference was 15 points. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's not, like, some precipitous drop-off from and one guy to the other. I forgot to say this real quick. Josh Allen just narrowly missed number one because he missed a game, and that was with Mahomes who had – a record year with passing yards, a record year rushing touchdowns, his second best rushing performance, and his second best um, what is it passing touchdown performance. So like he was almost like a record year. In, I say, in also, two out of four categories, I, second best. The I other also want to, and Allen still almost got him. But I also want to say, I think, I think the Bills' defense is better 
than the Chiefs defense, which is why, like I said, I think Mahomes will have to do more than Allen will. And Josh Allen is in a much tougher division defensively as far as matchups go. Having to face the Jets, the Patriots, the Dolphins, rather than Mahomes facing the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Chargers. Just like I said, six matchups per year could be the difference between Mahomes and Allen. Yeah. Well, no, that, 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 that's all I wanted to say, though, about them. And then as far as Jalen Hurts, I mean, you guys kind of said it already. I like I These three guys are so interchangeable for me. Like, I think they're all – they all have uh, really good pros, and they also all have cons. Um, oh, the last thing I wanted to say about Allen is also don't forget, he injured his elbow, like, Ow. With, with, like, a good amount of the season left. So who's not to say he would have – uh, he wouldn't have been better because of that too. And Gabe Davis, uh, was was out for a considerable amount of time as well. So we didn't have his best passing option really all year. So I, I this is I, I'm, I just want to specify for the chat. I don't think this is Mahomes slander. I'm not trying to slander him. We are like literally splitting the atom here, splitting hairs between these guys. Like they are upper echelon guys. I don't care who I get as long as I get you know yeah. one at a good price. Because they're they're they are them. They are elite. Yeah. If you get one of those guys, you are very happy with having them on your team. It does not matter. So we're all in agreement. Mahomes, Hurts, and Allen. Top two fantasy Top three. quarterbacks. Top three. Yeah. Yeah. You, I'd say, would you, now would you add anyone else to that tier that they're in, or would you drop it off to the next tier? No. I think there's I, a drop off. I have I to drop it off just based on I do think people could pass him up. Well, particularly one guy, but it's just about it's just some concerns over the past couple of years. Okay, who's your one guy, Susan? He's actually my number fourth, number four QB. Next on my list, Lamar Jacks. Oh my god, we have the same list. (laughs) Me too. Lamar (laughs) motherfucking Jacks. He unfortunately only played 12 games. Two years in a row. Right. So I think Lamar's lust, lust was lost on people these past couple of years. People need to remember that he's a freak. He was on he pace most. to rush for 1,100 yards last year, which is great for a running back. And you also get the passing work, too. He hasn't his passing hasn't been as good as Hertz and definitely not like Allen. But his weapons are better than they've been, I feel like, with uh, they got Zay, the Zay Flowers, Bateman, if he's healthy right now, he's, he's a little concerning. They got OBJ now. Like, I think. And Andrews is still there too. So I think his passing weapons are better. If he can keep the rushing performance of a thousand yards on pay on pace, that's great. I mean, he was scoring 40 points last year here and there. Um, it's the drop off in passing from Allen, but he has, or in from Hertz, I should say, that's more comparable, but the rushing is way better. And he's just so explosive. He's, he's the most explosive quarterback in the league. And in fantasy, that means success. What I need for Lamar Jackson to be the number four quarterback or better, 17 games. Yeah. Play all 17. If he plays 17 games this year, I am guaranteeing right now on this podcast, he finishes the top five quarterback. Guaranteeing. For sure. I would agree with that. I'd agree with that. So we're all agreeing on Lamar Jackson. Makes you have anything to add? Um, no, I mean you kinda you kinda took uh you kind of took everything I was going to say. I mean, like the biggest thing for me is that this is, I like you said, I think probably the best his wide receiver room has ever been. 
But, and I think it speaks more so to the fact that the reason why he hasn't been as good the past two years is because of injury, not because of his wide receiver room. I don't even think he really needs that good of a wide receiver room because when he had his MVP year, who was who was on who was on that team? It was it was Mark Andrews again. You know what I mean? I mean, like they threw to the other two tight the other two tight ends. I think that year were also pretty good for them, if I remember correctly. But I mean, they were he was nasty, and it didn't hmm. matter who was who were the wide receivers were. You know what I mean? So it's true. I think if. Like you said, Glenn, if he stays healthy, top five, easy, I think. I mean, it, it it's it's easy. It's top five. So. so if we have him at number four, who's at number five? I can go first if you want. Yeah, Got sure. It, right? so. I have Justin Fields, number five. Hmm. So the reason why I have Justin Fields, number five, um, and I feel like I can't talk about him without talking about who I moved down to six. Uh, I moved Joe Burrow down to six from five after he sustained that calf injury. Um, because I think that's something that's worrisome. Uh, soft tissue, you know, Dr. Souza said it could it could bother him. So I said um, I wasn't worried about it. No, yeah, that's right. You said you weren't worried about it. I'm worried about it. Yeah. Dr. Mason's worried about it. Shit. Okay. Gotcha. I'm worried. Um, <laughs> Dr. Mason. And I mean, look. I think Joe Burrow's him, but, but it just it just gives me pause. But okay. anyway, back to Fields. Fields, I think the thing is is that I think he can only improve from what he was last year. And last year, he had no one on the team to throw to. Basically, Darnell Mooney was hurt most of the year. Um, I think they actually had a lot of injuries on offense, if I remember correctly. And he had no one to throw the ball to. He yeah, ran he for. Harry. He had no one to throw the ball to. <laughs> um, he yeah. ran the fuck out of the ball, and he was absolutely filthy. Then you add DJ Moore, your chances of win drastic go up. Okay. Yeah. I think that there's a chance that Justin Fields takes that step, and if he does. He can definitely finish top five. I think the only thing that concerns me is it seems like based on out of camp so far, his accuracy has not improved as much as people would like. So that could be a deal breaker. Um, But even so, with the rushing potential that he has, his floor is so high compared to other quarterbacks where even if he doesn't have a good year throwing the ball, he's still going to get you a fuck ton of points from running it and going into the end zone. I'm the first man to say that I love me some Justin Fields. Um, traded for him last year at the perfect time. And he single-handedly won yes, me. He, did. he got you 40 like weeks. three weeks in a row, right? Or something? Unbelievable. Uh, like, two, weeks. Just, two weeks, but it felt when like When we talk about explosive guys, like what Fields did last year is the closest thing I've seen to Lamar Jackson, like his MVP, as far as like running the football and being that guy. And I should say in the span of like five games that he just went off. What you said, Mason, about his accuracy as a passer, that's what needs to improve. And hopefully with a healthy Darnell Mooney, with a DJ Moore newly acquired, Fields can be the quarterback that everybody wants him to be. 
there's a lot of pressure on Justin Fields to perform now with these guys getting on the team. People forget the Bears weren't good last year, and they had the number one pick in the draft. They traded that pick because they weren't going to draft a quarterback, meaning Justin Fields is their guy. Now it's on him to perform and be that guy for Chicago. I think he can do it based on what we see last year. Sure, he was putting up fantasy points, but the Bears did lose some games. I think if all systems go right for Justin Fields, he can be that guy. I have him at six, Mason, and I have Joe Burrow at five, just because I like we might be sleeping on Joe Burrow too as that upper echelon of top tier, because I don't see a reason why Joe Burrow can't be where Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts are as well with the talent that he has around him. He has two wide receiver ones on his team. He's got a running back one on his team. There's so many, like, I, I think the Bengals have the most talented offense in the league. And I like Jamar Chase out half the season last year, or what it felt like. I think that plays a huge role into the success of Joe Burrow. Because Chase is one of those dudes who can take a five yard slant into a 30 yard touchdown. Like if everybody, we're assuming everybody stays healthy and that isn't the system. If that Cincinnati offense stays healthy, not only can Joe Burrow, I have him number five, I say he can finish top three too. Not only could he finish top three, the Bengals can win the AFC. Oh, yeah. I agree. They did it before. They did. But, I mean, like, that's how talented they are. And that's how talented Joe Burrow is. And I just have him one ahead of fields just basically – should be on weapons that he has around him. I know he doesn't have the rushing floor that Fields has, but I feel like he can do so much more with his arm than Fields can. I'm actually I have the same list, Glenn. I do have Joe Burrow at five and Fields after him. Hmm. Uh, Joe was great last year. He finished his QB four. I have him at five because I think Lamar Jackson will will be ahead of him if he's healthy. Sure. And I mean everything's the same. I. I like I said, I'm not worried about the injury. So assuming that ends up being not a, a non-issue, I mean, the offense is the same. Nixon's still there. The weapons are there. Um, so I, I like him a lot. So I have him at five. And then I have Fields next, which you're right. I mean, Fields could easily surpass Borrow and get into that top uh, upper tier just based on the rushing alone because I got some stats for you. This man finished with a, over 1,100 rushing yards. That's what Lamar Jackson was on pace to get last year. Um, but he really didn't pick it up. He wasn't, he, he wasn't rushing like crazy the whole year. He picked it up. Like, I traded after, for him. Yeah, when Glenn traded for him like a month and a half in. He knew. For example, the first uh, five weeks, a little over a month, he was averaging 40 rushing yards. Okay. The rest of the season, he was averaging 100 rushing yards a game. Because one game he had uh, 178 rushing yards. Yeah. And the game after that, he had 147. Oh, yeah. And then the other games were like 85, 71, 60, 82, 88. So the fact that he could, he was averaging 100 rushing yards a game, but he didn't do that for the full season, that means he could be even better oh, yeah. this year, um, which is nuts. But it's weird. It's, it's funny because there's like – there's the a dy- the dynamic between passing performance and rushing performance and how like Josh Allen has the rushing, but it's mostly passing. And then Jalen Hurts is less passing, but still good passing and a little bit more rushing. 
Lamar Jackson, even less passing, but even more running. And I feel like Justin Fields is that next one where it's less, even less passing than Lamar. He's just runs. even more running than just Lamar. Just a running back. Like that, it's in my research, which was kind of crazy. Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields finish with the exact same passing yards and exact same touchdowns, passing touchdowns. But Lamar played three fewer games. So Fields obviously isn't passing that well. And like you already said, the weapons weren't really there. They do have Chase Claypool now, but. Uh, it's all on his legs. And if he can keep that pace, that end of season pace all year, that's bonkers. Like we're talking maybe 13, 1400 rushing yards. Kind of crazy, but I was, I was afraid to put him at six. I thought it was like too low on the list. Like he, I know it's, it's not fun. He has potential. So Burrow and Fields, five and six. Uh, Mason has Fields, then Burrow. Number seven, Susan. Now, I did watch your TikTok, but I forget where this guy fell. By seven, I have Justin Herbert. Uh, Justin Herbert. Now, as much as Herbert sucked last year, uh, I think we can agree that he was like very underwhelming. Oh, was he? He still oh, he still yeah. threw for the most yards. Hi, Mike Williams owner here. He threw for the most yards aside from Pat Mahomes. He had 4,700 passing yards. And let's not forget, he did that with broken freaking ribs, okay? And Keenan Allen missing seven games. And although Keenan Allen could easily get hurt again, they also added Quentin Johnson, who's looking to make a splash this year. I think with Herbert being hurt and yet still performing as well as he did, give him a healthy season, give him Keenan Allen, hopefully staying healthy, and a new rookie wide receiver who was pretty good. I think he's going to be up there and have a much better year. Number seven. You know what you can give me at number seven? What? You can give me Trevor Lawrence. Boom. Boom. Here we go. Trevor Lawrence. Brother, when you thought the Jaguars, the Jaguars started, they started getting a little bit, a little bit of that, a little bit of that last year. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they caught a little bit of fire. Start winning games. Their division sucks. Mm. They're winning that division this year. Absolutely. And Trevor Lawrence is going to be fucking nasty this year. I need the Jaguars nice. to be good. And I need it like I need air. Well, they're going to be. Here's and the you deal. Know why? Here's the deal. They got Calvin Ridley. Now, look. I don't know if you guys saw the quote that he said about like returning the NFL and people quote tweeted it and were like spoken like a true gambler. Oh God. He said something like, I'm putting it all on the table. I'm going to get back everything I lost. Oh my God. (laughs) That's a layup. I know. But anyway, like a true gambler. I think, I think Calvin Ridley is going to be good this year. Um, I think the Jaguars are going to be good this year. I mean, look at the targets that, Lawrence um, gave to Marvin Jones and Zay Jones last year, and then Christian Kirk. Um, Evan Ingram? I think, think, well, Evan Ingram was good, but I think those two wide receivers got a considerable amount of targets, if I'm not mistaken, and they both, I think Lawrence had the most drops in the league, if I'm not mistaken. I could be very wrong about that, but I know his wide receivers let him down quite a bit last year. Uh they were pretty high in drops. And I think Calvin really taking those targets away from those guys and really is an elite wide receiver. I mean, I've seen videos of him in camp. He looks good. 
he looks good. Like he's cooking dudes in in camp right now. Like he looks ridiculously fast. Um, so I'll I'll fully admit I'm buying into the hype. Um, and I think Trevor Lawrence this is his year to break out. You just kind of saw at the end of last year. This year, get the fucking notepad out of here. Sure. Kind of saw at the end of last year. Um, but this year I think Trevor Lawrence has a year uh, a chance to make a a splash, like big splash. Like, I was going to say, like, dunking his ginormous nuts mm. into some water, and that's how much of a splash it's going to make. But don't you think Herbert could do better than he did last no. year? No. He's played with – he was hurt. Yeah, so was Josh Allen. And so was this guy. I don't, give I don't a know. Fuck. Because I heard so many... really close to, to each other last year. Same passing touchdowns. Herbert had a lot more passing yards, but – Trevor just had a little bit more Put rushing yards. Put it on yards. the board. Put it on the board. Justin Herbert keeps getting passes for no reason. I'm tired of it. Tired of it. Me I listen, too. I, I have Herbert as a top 10 quarterback. You can't deny his talent, his arm strength, one of the best in the league. I have him at number nine, okay? Oh, I got I him Trevor, eight. I have Trevor Lawrence at number seven. And I just think – for how hot the Jaguars were through that stretch of the period last season, just brought Trevor Lawrence's confidence to the moon. To have a coach like Doug Peterson brings his confidence to the moon. To get a wide receiver now on your team like Calvin Ridley, I mean, it's good. Like, the only guy who can hurt Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence. He has all, he has a huge recipe for success in Jacksonville. ETN is your running back. Like, Here's now where the Jaguars have to build on what they have invested in Trevor Lawrence. And in fantasy, for that to correlate, I mean, Trevor Lawrence has just got to put the ball in the receiver's hands and let him do the rest. And last year, he went on a stretch where he did that. This year, we got to see if he can put it together for 17 games. And I think if he does right. that, he, he can I, – I keep saying it for these guys, but they could, they could be just as good as anybody. And I think I think Lawrence is right in that mid tier, like like top ten mid tier, to where he falls in with the Burrows, the Fields, and the Jacksons. I do have Trevor right after Herbert, so I'm with you guys. This is his year to explode. He officially settled into the NFL last year, showed us his potential. Now with Ridley, Kirk, Ingram, Etn, who is a pass catcher, um, it's time for him to dominate. And I have him as my regular season MVP pick. Okay. So here's the thing. Um, back to Justin Herbert for a second. I have a number nine, which means there's a guy in between seven and nine, a number eight. But Justin Herbert, like I said, all the arm talent in the world. He has his healthy wide receivers. He's going to have to put up points because the Chargers defense is not good. I saw a stat like since Justin Herbert's been quarterback, he scored as many points as his defense has let up, which is kind of wow. crazy. Yeah, and it feels bad, man, but what are you going to do? you got to be better. And last year, we were expecting Justin Herbert to go in that upper echelon of Mahomes, Hurts, and Allen, and he didn't. So I think, I'm pretty sure the year before he finishes, like, QB3 in 2021. Excuse me. The guy that we're missing here at number eight, it might be, you know, you guys might – Throw some shade on this guy. You might throw some shade on this pick. Let's see it. Or hear you, it. Got, you got to learn that this dude, he's going to be back this year. 
And this team might be a scary team. Number I eight. I might know what you're talking about. Give me Aaron <laughs> oh, Rodgers. That's right. I'm acting all surprised if I didn't see your TikTok of your top 10 QBs. <laughs> what? I, I forgot about him, though. I was like, uh, yeah. Two years yeah. ago, guys, Aaron Rodgers was the MVP of the National Football League. Two years ago, where did he finish in fantasy? Got to be top, yeah. top three. I got you. Amari Rodgers, come on. <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers... Let's see. In 2021, where did you finish when you won the Number MVP? six. Number six. Okay, I have him at number eight this year. The reason I have him at number eight is because he's a New York Jet. And if you lived under a rock last year, if you watched the New York Jets, you said, holy shit, this is a good fucking team. They just don't have a quarterback. And what do you do? You go out and you get one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. That's Aaron Rodgers. I don't care how old he is. I don't care how, how he was last year with the depleted Green Bay Packers, the depleted mindset. This is Aaron Rodgers. And now he's gaining Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, a defense that is actually competent and one of the best defenses in the league. Not only is this team going to win games, Aaron Rodgers might win another MVP. And I think, think of Craig's comment. Uh, Ridley would be good until they decide to retire. No, not season. for that. Oh, um, Jets roster is giving me Bucks Super Bowl team vibes. Yeah, I mean, there are so many games this year that I can't wait to see. Number one being that Jets Broncos game that uh, week five because um, Sean Payton throwing shade at Nathaniel Hackett for one of the worst coaching jobs ever. And he's not wrong, by the way. Not wrong. I was going to say, he's not wrong. Because I was a Russell Wilson owner in three leagues last year, and Nathaniel Hackett made me want to stab my eyes out with a pencil, a number two pencil. But Aaron Rodgers defending now his coach. Is, uh, is the offensive coordinator of the Jets? Um, he's a coach on the Jets. I don't know if he's quarterback, coach, offensive coordinator. I didn't even know that. Nathaniel Hackett is a Jet. You said, keep your coach's name or keep my coach's name out your fucking mouth. And uh, twice. So a little bit of blood boiling between the Broncos and the Jets. I think that's week five. But I want to see the Jets play these teams. I want to see the Jets go into Gillette Stadium and absolutely steamroll the Patriots like they've been needed to do for the past 20 years. I need to see Aaron Rodgers versus Josh Allen on Sunday night football mm. in Buffalo. I need that. I need to see Aaron Rodgers facing Joe Burrow, facing Lamar Jackson, facing Patrick Mahomes. Like I'm so excited that this Jets team is actually has a chance and they can be a contender. Go ahead. This is reminding me of something. The Broncos last year. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, not that it's bound to repeat that way because that was an anomaly, but it just makes you think all the hype because you're right. Everything you're saying is right. It's about time See, we're seeing them in a great team, great defense. Um, but I will say, though, is, go ahead. I was saying the difference is um, the Jets have a more competent coach and the Jets have a way better roster than the Broncos had last year and a better quarterback. I was just going to say that the 
Jets having a good defense typically hurts fantasy quarterbacks. You know, it's great to have a good QB with a bad defense, high scoring, because if the defense shuts them down, maybe they run more. They don't need to pass as much. So just something to consider. Look at Josh Allen. He's been doing it for years. You think the Bills D is better than the Jets? No, but I'm saying the Bills have had a top defense all the years Josh Allen's been there. He still finds a way to make it work. I'm just saying, I think Aaron Rodgers cracks the top 10. I have him at number eight in between Lawrence and Herbert. And I think um, he might return to eliteness this season. It's very interesting. And I said it in my TikTok that the quarterback wide receiver stack you want to own this year is Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson, just based on how the value is. Because you figure you'd get Garrett Wilson, uh, I'd say second, second round wide receiver. Yeah, for sure. And you figure where Aaron Rodgers is in most ADPs, you could wait a little bit to get him. Rather yeah. than trying to rather than trying to get someone like Chase and Burrow, you know, Mahomes and Kelsey, you're gonna be spending your top two or three picks on those guys. I think you can wait to get Aaron Rodgers if you capture Garrett Wilson. I agree. Yeah. No, I agree too. Rodgers for me was just outside of my top ten. Same here. Right. He didn't make it. Didn't make it, but he definitely could. He definitely could easily get there. He's my. He was going to be my honorable mention. So who's your number nine? I'm kind of afraid to say this. So Mason, do you want to go? Sure, I'll go. Uh, my number nine is Tua Tagovailoa. Ooh. Um. So I think Tua kind of gets a bad rap a little bit. Okay, he was on pace to be very good last year, but he had injuries. Um, All things considered, everything coming out of Dolphins camp is that they don't consider him a concussion risk. He has a clean bill of health now. Like, he's fine. So people are people are treating Tua kind of like, remember remember the uh, conversation around Brandon Cooks? When people were like, a few years back, when people were like, dude, if he gets one more concussion, he's going to die. And then he had two pretty productive seasons with the Texans quietly. <laughs> Um, and was fine. Hmm. So I think Tua is kind of in the same boat here where people think he's like a concussion risk now. Um, oh, definitely. One more concussion. He's got to stop playing football, probably. (laughs) Anyway, um, the thing is with him though, is that he has two of the best wide receivers in the league on his team in Jalen Waddle and Tyree kill. Their run game should be a bit better this year. And I think his rushing potential is pretty high as well. Um, for some reason, that doesn't get talked about a lot, but two is a good rushing quarterback as well. Do we have to put um, that on the board? I think might have to. But regardless, I think the biggest thing for him um, is that he just needs to avoid injury. And I know it's kind of like a risky pick putting him number nine, putting him in my top 10 instead of like someone like Rodgers. Um, but I don't know. I think I was going to say more faith than two of them. Aaron Rodgers. And the thing is, I don't, I don't have to. Uh, I don't it's not that I don't have faith in Rodgers. It's that I just think with the rushing potential that Tua has, I think he can uh, have a better fantasy season. Like, I think sure. I undoubtedly think that Rodgers can make the Jets a good team and they can compete for the uh, division with the Bills and the Dolphins for sure. Like, 100%. Like, 
me putting him out of the top 10 in fantasy does not yeah, uh, correlate to take, yeah, yeah. yeah does not correlate to the fact that he scares the shit out of me as a patriots fan yeah who are focused on yoga and flexibility this offseason <laughs> he's being crunchy Tua does uh Tua <laughs> Susan does Tua crap here top 10 he does not actually yeah, I got. I think I got a couple guys that are on are not on your lists. All right. If you say Kenny Pickett, we're shutting this off. I have. That's okay. <laughs> I have uh, my number ten guy. I don't like. But... Should I go with my number nine? Go yeah. Let's see your number nine, Susan. Let's see it. Geno Smith. Geno Smith. Are we forgetting that number Geno nine? finished number five last year? He was number five last year. But the and I'm thing saying is... he's going to decline to nine. Ah, gosh. Plus, you got Lamar, who could probably finish above him, who didn't, and Herbert, who didn't finish above him last year. Um, but he finished QB5 in his first year with a brand-new team. So now you should be more comfortable, more settled in. You run it back with the same players, except, oh, you now drafted Jackson Smith and Jigba. And you could even say Charbonnet is a great ad too. So why not? You think he's, he's just going to completely fall off for no reason? I think he's worthy yeah. of yeah, the do. number nine spot in uh, for QBs. Gino. Susan, I, don't, I, don't, I don't hate it, but I don't like it. Yeah. You know? I don't either. But the facts are the facts. This has like 2016 Blake Bortles written all over it. Blake Bortles was like nasty that one year. And then he, I took him the next year, and he went right back to being the boat, baby. Yeah. Um, from what it's you're like saying, it, but the thing is, no, what you're saying, everything makes sense. Mm-hmm. DK, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, JSN, Ken Walker, same team, Pete Carroll. You know, like, he had a career year last year. Come back, was he comeback player of the year? I feel like he should have been if he wasn't. Because the season that he put together for the Seattle Seahawks made him a playoff team when everybody thought they were going to be a dog shit team after Russell Wilson left. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he could be top 10. I just, I think it is more likely that other quarterbacks rise to the occasion and Geno Smith goes back to being who he once was. Geno Smith had a career year because it was his only full season aside from his first. 2013 year damn because he was a backup the whole time now you give him the chance brand new team he impressed and like i said he was five last year i'm saying he's gonna be nine so i am accounting for a step back to some extent and i mean i don't know that's just how i feel so you'd be more comfortable drafting geno smith than like aaron Rodgers, aaron Rodgers, definitely kirk cousins definitely kirk cousins yeah, I wouldn't like any of them to be honest. Deshaun Watson. It wouldn't feel good, but Jared I'd have Goff. that. I'd have that faith. Yes, over, over Kirk Cousins. Aaron Rodgers would be tough to take him over. Daniel Jones. Yes. Right. Daniel Jones was in consideration as well for the top ten, but he didn't make it either. So who's number ten? Deshaun Watson, you said him earlier. Now, he had a late start to the last season, uh, but he finished his final two games with solid performances. There were 20-point 20 20 point performances. I expect Watson to level up this year. 
now that he's got his groove back, the rust off. He's got Amari Cooper. They just added Elijah Moore this year. Great offensive line, great run game. I thought when you said this team could be dangerous, talking about Aaron Rodgers, I thought you were going to talk about the Browns with Deshaun Watson. I have him in my top 10 as the number 10 uh, quarterback. They're going to be dangerous? They're going to be mediocre. Seven, Seven and 10. Hey, if Fields can get the first pick and finish the way he did, Watson could be number 10. I got that team. I got uh, Watson at 10 as well, actually. Uh huh. I do. Look at that. So, um, I think, well, I mean, Susan kind of said, said it already, but yeah, I think the offense on that team has a lot of talent. Um, like a lot of talent. So, I don't think it would be ridiculous for Watson to finish top 10. I still hate him though. You just gotta, it just, it's really just based on do you think his earlier years, does he still have that potential? Can he still do that? Last year was tough because, like I said, late start, new team. I think he got it together at the very end. Now we have a full season with practice and and, and all that stuff uh, in the offseason to get the rapport back better. Elijah Moore is a great receiver. He's only like, he's only been in the league for two years, I think. So I think he could have a good run. I like it. Donovan Peoples-Jones, bro. You were a big DDP or no, what is it? DPJ. DPJ fan. I was, but that was before Elijah Moore got there. Um, For Watson's sake, it's great. I don't have Watson in the top. I don't don't have Watson in the top 10. I have – I'm going to tell you where I got number 10. Do you have Watson top 10, Mason, number 10? Yeah, Watson's my 10. Right, my 10 is Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Why is that a tough one? He's in a six last year. Why is that tough? I know, but yeah. unlike Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins, we've seen full seasons with this team year after year, and this seems to be the, the Blake Bortles outlier. Because we've seen it before. Are you sure? Because look at his numbers in Washington. He was putting up shit like this. And now he's got Justin Jefferson who continues to get better. He has the best wide receiver in the league right now on his team. But I'm saying four straight years before this, same team outside the top ten. All I'm saying is. I'm just saying. That's my point. He had a new head coach last year. Maybe that was the difference. He oh. still has the same head coach this year. Maybe. Vikings played winning football last year. And Kirk Cousins was the number one reason for that. I just want to say that. And now, I mean, they got Alexander Madison, but they don't have Dalvin Cook anymore. So you could even say that they're going to rely on Kirk Cousins more. I mean, Madison could probably carry the load that Cook did because we've seen him do it in games that Cook missed. We haven't seen it for a full season. Now they I got just think, um, Jordan Addison out Jordan with the Addison. old and feeling and in yeah. with the new. They still got KJ Osborne. I mean, TJ. I don't hate it, but I I don't love it. I can't trust it, but it's possible. I'll give you that. People sleeping on Kirk, and uh, I mean that rounds That's up me. the top ten. Me right honorable, now. Honorable mentions: Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, Sean Watson, Russell Wilson, two attack by law. Daniel Jones. Um, the reason I kept Dak out of the top ten, I don't know why. I don't know why I kept <laughs> Dak out of the top ten. I can't because you use your brain instead of your heart. 
No, and not only that, because <sighs> let's take a look. While you I look, think... I just I had to look at Kirk Cousins' Washington stats. His final three years there, he finishes QB ten, QB five, and QB six. I mean, come on, Where he's been there from? before. He was him. It wasn't him. You like that? I did like it. Dak Prescott. Dak, yeah. Dak is right. just so last year he's QB eighteen, playing twelve games. Interception numbers went up last year. Um but he didn't play a full season. Year before, he threw for 37 touchdowns, 4,500 yards, and finished his QB eight in 2021, which stopped him. Granted, he had, Amari Cooper, he had Amari Cooper on that team that year, but I mean, CD Lamb has emerged as a wide receiver one. You add Brandon Cooks, hmm. you got Michael Gallup getting healthier. You got Tony Pollard now as your true RB1, and I think he's going to catch a lot more passes. I'm, I'm, I'm making a case for Dak to crack the top 10. I mean, he's done it before. The last two full seasons he played, he was top 10. Yeah. Um, he just didn't play a full season last year and in 2020. Right. And the other guy I want to talk about, too, is my MVP, Jared Goff. Line's gonna be Goff, man. Line's gonna be special this year. It's gonna be because of Jared Goff, and I think the guys that he has around him, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Mark Gibbs, Dave Montgomery. They're supposed to get Jamison Williams back at some point this season, unless he keeps fucking around with his he teammates. Already, doesn't he already have a six-game suspension? He does. For uh, yeah, gambling. is it gambling? I thought it was gambling. It was. It's gambling. Yeah. Bonehead. I'm Marvin Jones, Josh Reynolds. I don't think they really added anything new. Jared Goff playing the kind of football he played last year is something we want to see. And the momentum that the Lions had ending last year, going into this season, you bet it's something that Dan Campbell and his guys are going to be fired up on. And I think Jared Goff is going to lead them. Don't be surprised if the Lions take the division. Don't be surprised. Damn. If Jared Goff is your MVP, you might be a little surprised. I'll be surprised, bro. I'll be surprised. You're here first. I will be surprised, too. Any quarterback that you think has a chance of being one of those guys that I described earlier where you can get really late and hoping he breaks out and emerges? It's like a top um, quarterback. Ooh. The only guys I can really think of are the rookies. There's a pretty big rookie class this year of uh, of guys that are going to be true. playing just right off the jump. So you have Jordan Love, who's going to be – well, he's not a rookie, but he'll be his first year as a starter taking over for Aaron Rodgers. You have him. You have Bryce Young in Carolina. There's Sam Howell in Washington, C.J. Stroud in Houston. Um. Desmond Ritter is completely taking the reins here. There's a chance, um, depending on how Ryan Tannehill plays, that Will Levis could could get some playing time. So, I mean, all things have said, all signs have said that Bryce Young has been pretty good in camp, but obviously rookie quarterbacks, you never know. I'm, I'm on the stash of rookie, either him or Stroud, but uh, the guy that you mentioned who I think is the best situation as far as an offense and a team that might need to put up points to compete. Sam Howell, the Washington Commanders. Um, 
Terry McLaurin had the year that we've been searching for last year. Pretty sure he finishes a wide receiver one, if I'm not mistaken. Because I'm pretty sure I had the take um, that before the year started. I don't – I want to say he didn't. I feel like he hasn't done that yet. I don't, oh, think, he, number 14. I don't think he has fin- – oh, did he finish his number 14? Yeah. 14 is his best finish because the three previous years he'd been writing wide receiver two range, and we've all been hoping that he could take that next step. Yeah. Last year he took that step. And last year his quarterback was Taylor Heineke. I think um, hmm. with him, Jahan Dotson, Antonio Gibson, Bijan Rob, I love Bijan. I'm sorry, Brian Robinson. I think Commanders have a respectable offense. We were both wrong. I think Sam Howell might be that guy that we're talking about, saying, "Hey, this guy's putting up pretty points." I mean, I don't know enough about Sam Howell to say that. But just like as a hunch and throwing something out there, hoping it sticks to the wall. I got, I got to say this about Terry, though, that I'm looking at him. I think last year was a fluke. There must have been some wide receiver injuries because this doesn't make sense. 2020, his last three years. So he had 1,100 yards, four touchdowns in 2020. He finished number 20 slash 23, depending on the scoring. Uh, 2021. He finished with a 1,050 yards and five touchdowns. He was a wide receiver, too. Last year, 1,190, so he had a, a 140 more passing uh, receiving yards, still had five touchdowns. So same receptions, too. Same amount of receptions, just 140 more receiving yards, and he went from 25 to 14. That doesn't seem to make sense. So I, I feel like his performance was, really wasn't that great. Wide I think maybe he just – I think there was must have been injuries, or maybe the margin of of error is really that stiff, that small with the low end ones and the and our wide receiver twos. Because I I didn't feel like he did anything crazy last year. Now that I'm looking at his numbers, I mean one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games under ten points, six games under ten points, only one game with twenty or more. I mean. I don't think that's wide receiver one to me. I think that was a fluke. I mean, in our league, he's a wide receiver one. 14 minute, 14 finish. I guess technically it didn't feel good, though. I think with with the quarterback situation, the question that you're asking, I think you've honestly named them. I think Goff is one who's not going high at all, but could be that guy. Uh, Same thing with Kirk. You have him in your top 10, but I don't think his ADP reflects that. I think you can get him pretty late. Who could? also uh, jump up um i would for rookies though i'm going with anthony richardson he is that type of elite talent because a lot of rookie quarterbacks you you gotta give them a year at least you don't really expect any rookie qb to just step in and be elite but anthony richardson seems from what i'm hearing seems to be that guy or, or seems to have that potential as a rookie quarterback um with his combine stuff and his just athletic nature, he can run the ball too. Um, and now we saw him getting all the first team reps, I think today or yesterday, which is good over Gardner Minshew. So I don't trust that team. I won't be taking him, but you got to look out for him, I guess. Good stash him. See what stash happens. Him. A little bit of this, a little bit of also, that. Also, don't forget Matt, Matt Stafford. He got hurt yeah, last year. He did. But his full season with the Rams, when they won the Super Bowl, he finished QB5 with Kurt and Cooper Cup going bonkers. So don't forget about him. I won't. 
And don't forget about Baker Mayfield on the Bucks. Oh, you can forget about him. We mean, I'll for, he, I'll forget about him. Yeah, you think, as soon you as think I he, end this, I'll be I'll forget you, about him. You think he'll have a worse season than Tom Brady did last year? Tom Brady mm. sucked last year. Let's see how bad he did. He suck. Let's see this. He was. I know. I know. Craig told us every week. He didn't even play every. No, he did play games. He was number twelve. 4,700 passing yards, 25 touchdowns. I think that's better than what Baker's going to do. That's better than Baker. I don't think Baker's <laughs> cracking top 18. Yeah. Uh, all right. Any uh, Anything else about QB ranks? Any guys that you're specifically targeting? Negative Ghost Rider. I sure think about that? to me it's Trevor Lawrence. I think you. he's. I think there's a lot. There's hype there, but I think he's kind of that – the last quarterback that you can draft who could be with the other guys. And I think a stack, like you said, Rogers and Garrett Wilson, I think Trevor Lawrence and, and Calvin Ridley could be that, that other stack that you could like oh, really? and get, and get a good value drafting them too. I think I'd rather have Lawrence and Evan Ingram. Hmm. That's something you could do too. You could definitely get him rather later too. Or Lawrence and Christian Kirk. No, I'd rather have Ridley. And but Ridley has my flex. I got to play on the draft two guys before him, then Ridley. You think? Yeah. Who are you going to draft before Ridley? Two wide receivers. Well, Mason's our resident ADP guy. As long as he's not going in the second or first round, you can do it. Now, uh, get Ridley like a Jamar doesn't Chase go, and an AJ Ridley, Brown or something. Ridley doesn't go until like round four, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you can do that. Oh, let me see. Uh, when are you going to get Lawrence? Five or six. When are you going to get ETN? I'm not trying to do a Jags team here. I don't want ETN. I don't like um, you. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? We'll save that for the running back episode. Whoa. I don't know. I just don't, I don't, I don't trust it. I don't trust it. Listen, there's going to be a time, and it's going to be a sad time. Okay. Calvin Ridley is at pick 43. So he's going late third, early fourth. It's okay. There's going to be a time, Susan, where the man amongst boys, Derrick Henry, has to step away from the game of football. And although the Derrick Henry fan club will still be there, will always have his back, there needs to be a new fan club. I've kind of already, I've already, already taken the reins, kind of put myself in office as the president of the ETN fan club. So we got the Derrick Henry fan club. Now there's an ETN fan club. And if you want to join, I can't have you saying stuff like you just said on this here podcast. So I, I'm going to give you another chance to apologize. I don't want to said. join your club. <laughs> I don't. All right. I think that we're, I think we're done here. All right, next week go we'll talk running backs, but uh, before we go, I'm gonna need sizzling hot takes. Brought to you by Der Burgers. Mason, are the burgers good? Sure. 
We're doing hot takes this week. I'm doing yeah, I'm confusion. We're doing quarterback hot takes. Uh, Give me a quarterback hot take. God. Well, what, what? Is quarterback <laughs> episode no hot takes? I'll give you my top ten, that's it. Give me a fucking hot take, Mason. Get something started on the grill. Get the charcoal, put it under the grate, light that motherfucker up, and spew me a hot take. Why do I have to go first? Fucking no. I didn't even know this was a segment. Hey, I didn't either. So I think Glenn should go. Yeah, you should go first. They're the number one sponsor on the show, Doug Burger. Didn't know it was a segment. I got one for you. All right, cool. This man, this quarterback, is going to have his best season yet. And it's because he's finally on a different team. Who is it? Derek Carr, baby. On the Saints. Derek Carr, he's got a lave. He's going to feed that man. He's going to dump off to uh, Kamara and the other guy they drafted. Um, Derek Carr, look out for him to to step up this year. I changed my mind. Derek Carr is the guy who's going to be that guy that you can get late, 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 late. It'd be very good, 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 good. I love me some Derek Carr. You guys are wrong, 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 wrong. All right, then. Give me your fucking hot take. My hot take is that the quarterbacks is going to actually break out this year. Another guy you can get late is Kenny. Can I kick it? Pick it, baby. That's who it's going to be. Do you see okay. George Pickens mossing people on the fucking field all training camp? Because I have. I've been seeing him make absolutely insane catches all over my fucking Twitter feed. Deontay Johnson. He might be born with glass bones and paper skin. But. He's a good wide receiver. They have motherfucking Pat Fryermuth at tight end. He's got to take a step. He's been one of the most highly touted uh, young tight ends in the league. Okay, they still have Najee Harris. Alvin Allen Robinson, did you say him? Oh, they got I him. forgot about Allen Robinson. They have Allen Robinson too. It's true. Now, I don't know how much it means. They're going to be good. Anymore. Kind of like a Kenny Galladay situation. Dog shit to me right now. <sighs> you're all wrong. Actually, you're not wrong. Susie, you're right. Pickett, I wouldn't mind because I like me some George Pickens and uh, Deontay Johnson and Fryer Muth. But I think the quarterback who has so much young talent around him, and we're, as fantasy owners, we are just dying to see this young talent thrive. It's got to be Desmond Ritter. I need to see him do something and make guys like Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson the superstars that they can be. I know Bijan's already, he's probably going to be there just because of how they're going to utilize him in this offense. But listen, we're still waiting on Kyle Pitts. Last year was supposed to be the year Kyle Pitts did Kyle Pitts things as we imagined them. Last year, we saw glimpses of Drake London being that first-round wide receiver that he could be. I need to see it for the majority of the season. I need to know that when I draft Kyle Pitts this year, he's going to be a top-three fantasy tight end. And I'm hoping Desmond Ritter can give me that. And I say he can. Oh. What? What? I think you're grasping for straws there. That's why it's called sizzling hot takes. Oh, bitch. 
Desmond Ritter, stinky, 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 stinky. That's my professional opinion. Thank you. And that was Mason Boyd's hot take. No. Uh, Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah, there it is. Sizzling Hot Takes are brought to you by Durr Burger. Sousa, are the burgers good? Durr. Durr. Ladies and gentlemen, we dove into our quarterbacks. We discussed what makes a good quarterback in fantasy. If you like this week's episode, be sure to tell your friends. Be sure to tell your mom, your cousin, your brother, sister, and especially grandpa. Because I know grandpa is getting ready for fantasy this year, as we all are. You can find us on TikTok at Stella Show Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Stella Show Pod. You can follow us here on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And next week, this same time, this same place on the Twitch, you can see us live discussing running backs. Running back. Let's and go. Boy, oh boy, are we going to have some discussions. Because when I come up with my top running backs, you guys might look at me in disgust, or you might praise me with uh, praise. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see, brother. We'll see. And if you boys don't have anything else to say. I got nothing. Nah, nothing here. Then, by the look of my watch, it appears that we have to get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.